So that is my mission because there's a whole world available to us out there and most of us are missing out on it because we're so busy, you know, what not cleaning the the kitchen floor, you know, and yeah. and worrying about like thing after thing after thing and it's completely unnecessary. There's like it's like we're in a cage and the door's actually open, but we don't know it because we're looking in the other direction. A hundred percent. Like it is literal. There's there is freedom available immediately to immediately. everybody, and they just we we just don't know how to take it. So how do you turn your business into an actual brand? Well, my name is Bijal Patel and I've had 13 years of corporate experience working at big Fortune 500 companies and I'm taking all of that juicy firsthand experience and have brought it into my company launch. Within this podcast, you're going to learn about branding, vision, identity, mindset, and how to scale your business to the next level. So let's go ahead and own your brand. Yay, you guys, I have my really dear friend, the owner of Decluttering Club, Sarah Mueller here to join us today. And I am going to let her introduce herself, but I want to just take a moment and say, do you have that friend who relentlessly champions you when you don't even know you need it? And somehow she just like shows up in your life and is like, let's go. I'm thinking about you, shows up on your posts. Well, for me, that is Sarah. And so I'm excited to get to show her off to my audience because she's a beautiful human being. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I, You know that I love you to pieces and I am thrilled to be here. This is a great honor. So thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Sarah Mueller. I'm the founder of the Decluttering Club and we freaking help women let go of the baggage and the garbage in their lives. And it's like physical baggage, you know, the stuff in the closets yeah. under the bed. And it is also all the baggage that we've been carrying around for 50 years. That's what we do. And you know By about way, that. 50. Just mm -hmm. carrying around. So I think one of the things that is so different about what you do is that with the decluttering club, like you said, you just go inside first. You just go straight to the heart of people. So tell our audience a little bit. I know a little bit of your journey of just, you know, how you were kind of at the life school. And like, I'm so interested in knowing specifically, how did your time as being a life coach help transition into what you do now for women and then mm -hmm. where you're going? Mm, okay. So, I mean, I think I've always, I've always coached people. You know, like, I mean, I think you do too, right? We just, we've done this for forever, right? So I have been giving advice. <laughs> sometimes it was unsolicited and sometimes it was requested, but I've been giving advice to people forever. Um, and, you know, I started my business and people kind of liked what they heard and they started doing what I said and they, they would come back and say, wow, I did that and it worked. And I thought, this is amazing. You know, because I know these things work. They work for me. I think they make perfect sense. I'm kind of confused about why sometimes people don't know the things that I know. But um, it was so exciting to me to hear that other people liked my ideas and that they were working. Um, and so, you know, I, again, I've been giving advice. But then I went and got certified with the Life Coach School just because I thought, actually, I kind of did that for me. I really didn't even... <laughs> 
I thought I knew how to coach. I really did. I thought I'm so good at this. I'm just going to go and learn and go deeper. But it uh, turns out that there was more to learn. <laughs> and so, so that was just an amazing experience for me and just learning like how, like all these coaching tools and how to apply them and how, you know, how I can create my own tools for my business and for my people. And so it really took me on this cool journey where, I mean, I think I stepped into my empowered voice. You know, that was maybe the first couple steps into my empowered voice, the way that you talk about it. Uh, and that's been happening ever since. But I've just kind of learned how to go with, I think, the instinct that I have about people or what they tell me or what I hear and like, like, like attached to that, that one thing that they say. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this isn't about the, you know, this isn't about the mug. This is about your childhood or this is about your mother or, you know, your kids growing up or whatever it is. And um, so it's been really, really exciting just to kind of see that unfold and, you know, be willing to, to help people in this way, which is kind of audacious, but uh, yeah. is working out great. Yeah. So much to unpack there. You know, one of the things I want to highlight for the audience here is like these series where I'm interviewing my peeps, they're just like an inside look into like our relationship. Like Sarah mm -hmm. was like, what are we talking about? I'm like, what do we normally talk about? Like mm -hmm. these are normal conversations that we have. And this is the type of friend that you need in your network. Like if you are a powerful woman who's building a multi-six, multi-seven, multi-eight, multi-nine figure company, you need to be surrounded by other women who are also at your caliber. And so one of the things that attracts me to you, Sarah, is the fact that you're a mom, you have four boys, you've like You've not only managed them and grown them, and some of them are adults and some of them are still in their teens, your ability, like you just said about the mug, is your listening skills that combine and intersect with your like insatiable curiosity to learn, I think is a superpower of yours. Mm. So tell us a bit about like, how does this powerful woman who's got a multi seven figure amazing company. How do you mom it up? I know you're mm. dating somebody fabulous right now too. How do you create harmony and peace and still turn out to be an outstanding friend for people like me? Oh my God. How do I do that? Um, gosh, I, gosh, that is such a good question. You know, I think I'm here to ask questions <laughs> that are really good that no one asks on podcasts. And I'm dying to know <laughs> the thing that people never ask. So I love that it stuck to you. I mean, I gosh, I think I think it's a combination of a couple things. Like um I you know, I was just talking to my boyfriend yesterday. I was like, I love Instacart. I, I love it. It's like the best because it saves me time, right? I had an Instacart order delivered yesterday. Amazing. And I feel like I am always looking for the, this is this. Okay. This is how it works, right? I'm always looking for opportunities for things to work better, for things to be more efficient, right? And that's how we got started before I was able to hire the Instacart and before when I was still cleaning the the floors and the kids were like sitting on the countertop because that was super fun for them. And that was like quality time for us. And also we got the house clean. Um, I'm looking for ways to make my life easier so that I can spend the time with my kids that I want to spend. Right. So it's like, it goes hand in hand. Like I don't want to spend any more time than necessary doing whatever needs to get done. Um, but 
I do want to make sure that I spend the time with my kids and that they know, like, we're raising adults, right? We're not just raising kids. We want them to learn how to take care of themselves. We want them, we want them to know how to do the right thing when they're, you know, 23 years old and they have a decision to make. We want, we want all of that. So we got to spend the time in, but we also have to start training them now. Yeah. Just, you know, and I know you do this, right? Like talking about your values, like how would you do that? So I think I, I hand a lot back to my kids, right? Like they are responsible for a lot from an early age, but then also like I, I try to be available and I try to just like connect with them, you know, when it's appropriate. And we have our routines, you know, I used to read to them every single night, like for years, for a decade, I was reading books, bedtime stories to kids. And so I think we've had that quality time. Yeah. Um, and also I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to do everything. I am not the PTA mom. I'm so sorry, PTA. I've never been to a meeting. <laughs> I just don't do that. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, yeah. We, we took a gift card, you know, it was end of basketball season. We're like, oh, we should buy a card for the coach, right? We should do something. And so we bought a gift card yesterday and then we kind of forgot about it. And I was like, oh crap. Um, so my son just took the gift. There was no, there was no card. There was no note, nothing, but we bring in a gift card to the coach. I said, just tell him, thank you for a nice season. You know, so I just like, don't worry about trying to be something that I am not that maybe that is the key for me. I am, I am not trying to be something that I am not, and I am not like a lot of things. So that lets me like be the things that I am, that I am good at, like all in. A hundred percent. I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. I think that, I think, first of all, I think it's one of those, like the name of this podcast is own your brand. And what you're doing is owning your brand, owning who Sarah Mueller is and being unapologetic about it. So I love that you brought up the tangible example. So for the moms listening to the audience here, it is okay to not be the PTA mom. It is okay. somebody else wants to be the PTA mom. Somebody else loves that. Somebody and is so that. happy to do that. And I'm like, yes, what, you know, how can I help you? How can I support you? But don't make me come to a meeting, you know? No, right? Let's expand the conversation. Somebody yeah. wants to be the PTA dad. Somebody wants to be the PTA dad. Somebody wants to be the coach. Somebody is happy. You know, like I will drive my kids anywhere and I will pick up their friends. Always, right? That is, I'm like, I want to say yes to that because that is something that I feel like I can contribute and like I want to facilitate their relationship. So yeah. they know I can, they can hit me up anytime to bring a friend over and drive around and all that, you know, like that's one of the things that I do. Other, other parents, moms, dads, they're super busy working. So yeah. like that works out, exactly. right? So let's so do the things that we are all like, what? What is the thing that you want to do? Like, do that thing. Like, what is that little idea? That's actually a big deal. Yeah. And it could help someone else, you know? Exactly. And I think also, like, in general, as women, we don't, we shouldn't be deriving our worth from, like, we gifted somebody something, but then it had to have a note with it. Like, mm -hmm. what, what happened to just, like, going out of your way and showing appreciation? Like, the gift itself is already a gift. The only yeah. reason we give a card with the gift is because there is this 
multi-billion dollar company called mm-hmm. Hallmark, who Hallmark, you know, who decided that they were going to make money papyrus yeah. from you needing to have a card that went with the right. gift. It's not necessary. Right. It's like a rule. It's like, oh, I can't give a gift card without a handwritten note. And it should probably be like cute. And it, you know, oh my gosh. You know, and then and then what happens on the flip side? Now we gotta what do I do with this card? I'm supposed to keep it. You know, how how long? You know, it's like creates yeah. all this drama. And then we have color, totally unnecessary. Which, which then leads me to so tell us a bit about tell us about decluttering mission and just your like I saw that you post about it today, so it's very timely. Talk to us about what your mission is, because obviously we work together on Decluttering Club. We went through the Brandfluencer program about two years ago at this point we started in 2022, mm-hmm. yeah. which is awesome. Tell us about your mission that you want to see happen. You know, I mean, this is what you pulled out of me. I didn't really know, kind of knew, mm-hmm. but it was kind of fuzzy, right? And I think you, like you believing in me, like you have just, you have been after me and you've said this before, like, I will pull this out of you. And I was like, all right, what is it? Tell me what it is. Cause I don't know. And you were like, you totally know. But, um, I mean, I see it, it. I see women because, and, and men people, right. But I'm focused on the women for whatever reason, that is my mission. I see us that we are so consumed by all of the expectations, mm. you know, and, and be frugal and, you know, and save for a rainy day and don't forget the hand-me-downs and like, don't be wasteful, you know, and, and this is, this is, it seems like a little thing, right? This is like, this is just housework. Like you're just teaching people how to do housework. No, we're not. This is not about housework. This is about like you feeling that it's more important for you to, um, you know, have enough canned goods in the house to feed an army for the apocalypse as opposed to you actually like enjoying your life and being able to cook dinner and, you know, not feeling like so way down by, by all these rules that you think you're supposed to live by so that you can be okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we all think we're not okay unless we do this huge list that nobody could ever do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that is my mission is to say, you know what, this is this list. You can opt out of any of it at any time. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to send the gift card. You don't have to make the dinner. You don't have to do any of it. What do you want to do now? Most of us, we don't even know what we want to do. We have no idea because we're so busy trying to fulfill someone else's expectations. That person might've been alive 200 years ago. Who knows? Right. Um, And so let's just stop for a second, you know, and think about what do we want? Like, what actually do we care about? And let's figure that out. And then let's be brave enough to like to do it because it's one thing to say it and it's another thing to do it. It's another thing to actually say. I was like ready to send him to school without. I was like, maybe we should just skip it. You know, (laughs) like I don't. But what the heck? And he was like, I'll just take it, mom. Right. So. So I think. If we can just own our, like our, our, our desires, like we have to know what they are and then we have to be willing to accept them. And that's kind of hard these days, you know, it's really hard. So that is my mission because there's a whole world available to us out there. And most of us are missing out on it because we're so busy, you know, what not cleaning the the kitchen floor, you know, and, and worrying about like 
thing after thing after thing. And it's completely unnecessary. There's like, it's like we're in a cage and the doors actually open, but we don't know it because we're looking in the other direction. A hundred percent. Like it is literal. There's, there is freedom available immediately to everybody. And they just, we, we just don't know how to take it. So I want to show people like this is available right now, you know, and then, and then let's deal with all the fallout because there will be fallout and we'll have to figure that out. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to, is it okay if I read off your mission statement? I have it pulled up in front of me. So this is the package up. So you can hear all the inspiration and you can see how much details and layers that Sarah has behind the movement that she's created. This is the mission statement for Decluttering Club. Equipping women to declutter their lives so they can cherish what truly matters. Equipping women to declutter their lives so they can cherish what truly matters. Mm -hmm. That's just, I love hearing that still now because it is so powerful of the reason and the intention behind let's figure out, like you said, what do they truly desire and want so that we can get all of the physical clutter and mental clutter out of the actual way. Because I know a lot of what you do, you actually help people with their overwhelm, their maybe mental and emotional stress, unprocessed grief, mm-hmm. overspending, underspending, feeling yeah. guilty all the time because someone passed something down for them. These are really emotionally driven decisions that people are making. And I think that, I think that knowing and seeing the thought process behind how you walk people through processing how guilt has to do with a cluttered home is really where your life coaching and momming mm. and personal brand, they all just kind of intersect together. So I don't know if you want to share a little bit about what, what does that look like for somebody who might be going through that? Yeah. You know, I think we all think like, the, like I think we live in a world where we think things are supposed to be easy, you know, and everybody else is doing it right and I'm doing it wrong. Like that's just magnified, right? I think that th- that's always been the case, right? We're always kind of looking to see like, like what's normal. Like that's, that's the way that human beings operate. But I think it's more magnified now than ever before. Like it feels like everyone's afraid to make a mistake. And then, so of course they're overwhelmed, right? If you think you can screw up, remember when I came to your house and we, you know, you were like, I'm a little afraid to show you my pantry. Oh, like, yes. remember that? Yes. We had the best conversation I was about that. Nervous about your, you were a client at that time. Mm-hmm. I was throwing my very first brand intensive event and it was March of 2023. So, yep. like last year. Mm-hmm. And I had to confess to Sarah that as badass as I sound and seem, I am legitimately panicked and nervous about if my pantry meets her standards. Is it going to measure up, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was such an opportunity for, for like, for you to like be transparent and for me to be like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Like, that is not the way this works, right? Everybody thinks I'm, this is just, everyone assumes that I have the most organized house And that I'm probably going to judge you. Even if I'm really nice, I'm probably still judging you. And that could not be further from the truth, right? Because I know that it doesn't matter what your pantry looks like. I didn't even have to see it. I was like, Mm. I don't have to see your pantry to know that it's fine. 
Because guess what? Like, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's automatically fine. It's just a pantry, right? So we can kind of like set down the expectations and the shame, right? And we can be like, okay, that's, you know, like that is just a lie. And now do we want to make the pantry look different? Okay, cool. Let's do that. But we don't have to do it because we feel shame or guilt or or whatever. And we we walk people through that. Usually it's a question of, you know, there's they're they're expecting way too much and way too short of a time. Um, I heard someone say, actually, I'm sure you you probably heard this too. Layla Hormozzi, she says that overwhelm is um, very high expect high expectations, uh, low certainty, and like um, like a pretty significant demand. So, you know, if you think my pantry should look like, you know, the magazine and it should look like that, you know, but I don't really know how to do that. Kind of uncertain. And also it needs to happen by tomorrow. Like I'm going to feel overwhelmed. Okay. Okay. You know, like how do we think that's supposed to work? Like why that's low certainty, low certainty, high demand, high demand, low certainty. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Even that just takes, I love Layla Hermosa, you know, right. I'm obsessed with her. Yes. that, that, what you just kind of walked through, and it's so fun that you used my example, is that we all, because we're in society and we're together and we're humans, we are, it's fight or flight, freeze mm-hmm. or fawn. Yes. And I think fawning is the one. So I've heard fight or flight, right? It rhymes. It sounds really good. Then you're like, no, it's fight, flight, or freeze. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Then you hear Fawn. Yes. You posted about that today. You did. Okay. So talk. No, no, you did. I saw you post about it or yesterday. I did. See, I don't even remember what I did, but like talk to us about how fawning is what really is hidden (sighs) behind all of this stuff, because I didn't know that that was one of the four F's Mm. that holds us back. Yeah. Yeah. It's like apologizing and and people pleasing. Oh. Oh my gosh. You know, how often have you, have we people please, you know, we say yes to something. We're like, Oh, you know, you probably do it better. Your pantry is probably better. Like who cares? It's a pantry. Let's talk about something that matters, right? Let's talk about like our relationship or, you know, like, what are your dreams? Like, what do you want for your life? Yeah. Like, I want to know that. Like that is, but you're right. Like fawning is like, I'm going to behave in a certain way so that you're going to like me. Uh Right. Because I feel like I'm just not, I'm not measuring up. I'm inadequate. Like my true self is inadequate. So I have to fawn so that you will like me. Right. Which is just a lie. It's always a lie if we're not being our true selves. And And that feels terrible. And what do women get complimented on all the time? How sweet she is. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's so sweet. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's so nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's so kind. Kind. And it's like this desire women get placed into these buckets of saying, hey, you need to make the cookies for the community activity. You have to be the one at work who has to make sure we have breakfast pastries. Why? Mm-hmm. Who, who assigned us the who right. assigned us the extra thankless job caretaker role at work? And I think it holds a lot of women back because mm-hmm. of that fawning. Right. And then we then we like need it, right? Then we do <laughs> everything. Um you know, we base all of our activities around like looking for approval from others because we can't give it to ourselves. Yeah. You know, and like, then we could just never get enough, right? If, if I always have to look to you to, to give me the thumbs up, 
I can never give, I can, you can never do it enough. Right. And if you don't yeah. do it one day, then I'm screwed. Right. <laughs> like it's just a yeah. terrible place to be. Um, we have to learn how to do that for ourselves. Right. And it, I mean, it just, it all comes back to exactly what you do, which is owning your brand. Yeah. Like that is, that's the crux of it. That's like, know thyself. That's what's going on. And when we do that, then, then we have so much power, right. And freedom. And then like the world is waiting for that. You know, I think from everybody, no matter what you do, I think that the world does not benefit unless you are like living out your life the way that you're meant to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, thank you for that, by the way, I think that, I think that us being in a later stage in our life too creates a lot less. And this is where my audience is male and female. I know yours is primarily female. But men deal with this just as mm. often, mm -hmm. just as often they deal with that same feeling of when you're, I think in your younger, in your twenties and thirties, I do think that you're dealing with more of the external validation needs mm -hmm. from someone else. And I can't tell you how many people I see kind of look up to the guru and mm -hmm. be like, oh my God, they blessed me. And it's exactly <laughs> what you're saying. If you were looking for me constantly from validation, or if I was constantly looking for you, our relationship would just be one in which we fond one another as opposed to grew one another. Mm. And we are way more in the iron sharpens iron atmosphere where we'll support each other fiercely, but we're not afraid to just call the shot and say, mm. hey, yeah. are you holding back? Wait, why are you thinking about this this way? And I think, you know, that concept yeah. that I've talked about in our household, love is accountability. Mm -hmm. I experience love is accountability from you. So if I'm uh, stepping out a bit and not like really owning myself and my success and putting myself out there, I know you'll call me up. Yeah. So talk yeah. to me about, I want to talk, I want to talk wealth and women because mm -hmm. you're an example of that. And mm -hmm. I am so tired of women pretending that they either don't want health and they just want to be a pixie fairy dust who makes everyone's hearts happy and feel loved. I I'm here to talk to the women who want wealth, are building wealth, desire it, and feel no given about getting it. And so mm. talk to us, what does it feel like to be a multi-seven-figure business owner? What it feels amazing feel like identity wise. Sorry, it, it, it feels amazing. I mean, I think it's taken me a long time to be able to get to the point where I feel good about, you know, about my life and my money and, you know, all of that and like be willing to say it publicly. I think I still have some work to do. Um, you know, but I was, a, I, I am a single mom. I was a single mom. You know, we, my kids qualified for free lunch not too long ago, like literally oh, no. like probably six, seven years ago. Um, you know, all the things. And, um, you know, and I, I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm also not ashamed of where I am right now. And me owning, right, my success is, I think it is, is, is fundamental to me being able to, to accomplish my mission. You know, because I feel like I have to hide what's going on for me. It's almost like people hiding the clutter. Like if it's a secret, you know, that, that we're a multi seven figure business, then how can I tell people, you know, it doesn't matter what your closet looks like. Like it doesn't have to be shameful. Right. And I think 
there's this weird thing going on with women that we, like men have no problem about, you know, flashing their whatever, their dollars, their Lambos, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like, like they're encouraged to, yep. but women are not. We're not. And it's like, it's not, it's not polite. It's not nice. Don't make someone feel like they're less than, right? And this is like, that is, that is, I'm going to just opt out of that. Like that is not the way I want to look. She's opting out of the shame that yeah. is on women for yeah. being a seven, multi-seven figure business. Yeah. I just refuse. I, I refuse to feel like I'm not going to feel bad, right? No. Because if anyone is feeling like if they're trying to shame me, like that's them, right? I can, they cannot shame me. Like no one can shame me. Nope. Um, I don't accept it, you know, and I really understand that it's because like they're, they're feeling their own shame is really what it is. It's just a projection. Yes. Um, but I think we are so used to being the nurturers and, you know, the ones that, that, that take care of everything. And that means we can't be in the spotlight. You know, that's why everybody hates Taylor Swift because she, no is given, right? Right. Because yeah. she doesn't care. She's like, this is what's going to happen. And he, let's go. And, and the people who love her are like, let's go because they see that power. Right? And so like, what if, what if Taylor Swift was, you know, like, oh, I don't know if we could do this concert thing. It sounds like a lot. Are you sure? You know, sure. It's okay. Like, no, no. And I think that's the example we want to set, you know, I, for our I kids, for the totally world. Totally agree. I am a, an enormous Taylor Swift fan and uh, I'm a Taylor Swift fan because of her personal brand because of what she stands for and what she's unapologetic and unafraid to do. Mm -hmm. And I also love her music. I'm like a triple whammy fan. Love it. And yes. so I love the fact that she's getting hate because I just did a post about this, that she, she has won an unprecedented four album of mm -hmm. the year awards from the Grammys and people are mad at her about it. And I just, I just can't be happier that this is a human nature flaw and we must accept it. That if they can't love Taylor Swift, mm -hmm. honey child, they ain't going to love you. So like, let's just move right. on. Yes, right? I mean, it's just, it's so silly, right? It's just so ridiculous. You just have to laugh. Like, I think people are just bored. I think. People I think like these people who are hating on whoever, yeah. like, don't they have things to do? No, they don't. Right. No. Like the people who have things to do, we just, we're like, what, what are you talking about? Are you, are what, what planet are you on? Like, you know, I mean, you don't have to like her, but then you just go on about your business, you know, but there's just so many people that are, they're just, they're just bored and they feel very threatened. Yeah. I don't know. Somebody else's success threatening you is an internal problem getting projected. I'm glad, I'm really glad that you highlighted projection because you can project your own inner shortcomings and trauma that's been unhealed and self-limiting beliefs. You can project that on people. But this new thing that I've been toying with and experimenting with that I am like super pumped about. We're going, we're, we're mm -hmm. doing this, Sarah, by the Tell way. Tell me, what is it? We, we can all, I've been thinking a lot about projection and how it's a part of the human psyche. And yeah. it often gets brought up in a very negative sense. It's in the negative sense of like, 
I feel insecure about my own cash, let's say, or my own fame or my own fear. So let me project onto Taylor Swift. I'm mad that Mm. she's making too much money or getting too much attention and something like that. But we can also flip it and take projection and put it in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So what if we positively projected on one another? Mm. So what if I took my inner belief in myself and I know my vision is to inject wealth into the businesses of women, moms, and minority minorities to drive social equity in the world. Mm -hmm. What if I take that and I project my vision onto developing your vision and say, let's go, Sarah, what do you have? What do you believe in? What is it that you want to see in the world? So my vision is sharpening your vision, which are you okay if I read out your vision statement? Yeah, absolutely. So the declutter, so this is Sarah, Sarah Mulo's personal brand is separate than this. I'm just going to touch on this. Her vision statement is to help women find joy, fulfillment, and their intrinsic worth. Mm-hmm. To find, to help women find joy, fulfillment, and their intrinsic worth. So, um, yeah, what do you think of that positively projecting? Yeah, I think that's like inspiration, right? Like that's what we do. When you are when you have people in your life, right? Like you said at the very beginning, when you have people in your life that will build you up and support you and who are also, I mean, like, you know, your grandma can build you up and support you, right? And that's beautiful, but like our relationship, I think we're constantly I'm constantly getting ideas from you and vice versa. You know, like without even you having to say anything to me, I'm like watching, oh, what's Beetle doing? Oh, okay. You know, oh, that's a good idea, right? So that is very useful and productive, right? And that's kind of the opposite of of fawning. Like fawning is like doing something to get someone's approval, but I can also look to you for advice and wisdom, guidance. That's not fawning, right? Like I'm not like, oh, you're so amazing. I want to be like you. I'm like, no, tell me what you think here. Like, you seem to be leading the way in this area. Let's, you know, let me learn from you because I a hundred percent want to learn from other people. So I love the idea of projecting success onto other people. Like hopefully they pick it up, you know, like if you had a vision for me two years ago and I didn't see it and little by little, you know, I just started to accept it and be like, Oh, huh. Yeah. I think, I think there's more here. It's not just about closets and pantries. Absolutely. So this is a great time for you to tell the audience a little bit about what your experience was going through our influencer program. Mm-hmm. Um, what did that feel like? What do you think that they would love to hear? Maybe what did you get away from it or what surprised you? About it? Okay. Yeah, no, it was, it was such a nice thing. I feel like, you know, when you, when you join a program, sometimes you're like, okay, there's going to be just all this whatever, busy work or whatever. And it really wasn't like that. It was like a chance for me to just kind of get in touch with like, what do I actually want? Like, what are my values? Like, what are my core values? You know, you you hear, oh yeah, you should define your core values. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Like next week. I don't have time for that right now. Turns out it was actually really important. And I love that we did that because it's so important. Like to know what your core, and I didn't know how, like I, maybe I could have identified them by myself, probably not, right? But let's say I could have, I also didn't know how to use them Mm. and how to like apply them in my business, like how to, to talk about them. Like I was living them, but I was not living them out loud. 
Right. Yeah. So I think you, you constantly kept reinforcing, like, no, you got to tell people that like, you got it. Like, this is where you get the opportunity to say, you know, this is positive perseverance or, you know, exceptional experience. I was like, oh, that's what that looks like. Huh. Okay. So I really appreciated, you know, all of that work that we did that I honestly was like, I don't know if I have time for this, um, but it actually was so much more efficient than I expected. And it, it really did. I want to say it helped me get in touch with myself, but it really catapulted us like mm -hmm. literally like once we knew that, that kind of stuff, once I had identified and like quantified these things, as opposed to them being kind of like vague and in my head and, you know, some kind of, this is like, this is like this fluffy thing. No, this is actually everything. And we needed to talk about this all the time. Now, now I'm getting to the crux of my mission and I can go beyond just, you know, like the, the day-to-day -day stuff, right? Cause you, you got to do the day-to-day, -day, but, but you need the mission and the vision and the values, like driving that forward. Otherwise nobody knows why we're here and we're just yeah. kind of phoning it in, you know, we're not just, we're not just flipping burgers here. Like we're changing lives. So we need to understand that. So I think that you and your team, you know, we, we all work together to figure out what that really was, like what's actually going on here, like in my business, because um, it hadn't been quantified before. So I love, and then of course we did the logo, we did the colors and fonts, like we did all that fun stuff, right? The stuff that you really can, like this tangible, but that was, you know, that wasn't the important part. The important part was, was that the, the brand work that we did, vision, mission, values, core behaviors, all that kind of stuff. I love that. I think that you nailed it because when we went through that process together, it's like so many business owners are just like you where it's all in their head. And then we're, I remember mm -hmm. you having frustrating moments with the team and you're like, how come the team is not operating to the level of excellence mm -hmm. and standard I'm setting? Yes. And I'm like, Sarah, where can you point me to that shows what that looks like that isn't just in an SOP that's a 20-step process. Where right. are the pillars that are your core behaviors? Yes. And I specifically remember, you know, and I love that, like, yours, when, when you got it out to your team, I remember your feedback of how excited they were mm -hmm. to have the pillars, like, written out almost like principles or, like, mm -hmm. a code of conduct where they finally mm -hmm. knew um, what to do since we call our stuff core behaviors, not even core values. They mm -hmm. finally knew what to do yeah. to make you like completely happy with where they're going and where they're achieving and, you know, where are they progressing and that they're all fitting into the culture that you've designed for the decluttering club. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like the one that we identified first was meticulous organization. Right. Mm -hmm. And I kept getting frustrated because, because I hadn't been telling people how important it was, you know, and then when we discovered that, like all of a sudden I'm like, oh, this is why certain things drive me bonkers. Like I lose my mind if something isn't meticulously organized, like shocker, right? But guess what? Not everyone knows that and not everyone is meticulously organized. So maybe I should tell them. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they just haven't heard me say it. I haven't, I haven't explained it. And when I do, then it's like, okay, at least they can get on board or, or not. But now I know why, you know, I thought it was just like, 
I was like, I don't understand why people aren't like this. Like, I don't understand why not everybody's like this. Well, turns out not everyone is like that. Um, so this is, this is kind of one of my superpowers, but just that exercise, you know, it wasn't, it, this is not just a case of me having this little quirk. This is yeah. like everything. And we got to, we got to define that. And then we got to start telling people and like, um, you know, like putting it out into the world so that people know how to work with us and, you know, what, what it's like. And, you know, our clients know what it's like and why that's so important. That's what they're missing. That's why they need us because they don't so know how to do that. So it was like everything. It was so cool to get to meticulous organization for the owner of the hiring yeah. club to be like, Hey, we might, and that's often what I see with people is that they're missing your chief strength or your chief value is often the one that gets overlooked and isn't mm -hmm. documented anywhere in the organization. Yeah. So I love hearing that. So tell us so that the audience can hear about like, what are your one to two main offers in Decluttering Club? Like, mm -hmm. what do you tangibly help people with? Or how can people get help? Because it's so fun to find out. We have a shared client amongst mm -hmm. us. And when they met Sarah Mueller at an event, they literally lost their mind. You're like famous. And so <laughs> I think so people fun, need right? to know what is it, what's one or two things that our audience could reach out to you, follow you if you, if they don't follow you and mm -hmm. know what it is you can help with. Yeah, absolutely. So we're everywhere on social at Decluttering Club, right? Without the the. Um, we have, we have an amazing membership. Ama like, I can't even tell you. It is just the people in our membership, they, 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 they work so hard and they, they change their lives. And so it's called, um, it's called the core membership. And so, you know, we work with people every day in there. We have thousands of members. It's, it's phenomenal. It's so exciting. Uh, and we cover all kinds of things, right? So we cover organization and decluttering, of course, but everything we do is just infused with this, with this mission, right? Of worthiness and, um, you know, like letting go of all the baggage, right? It's the physical baggage and then it's the mental baggage. So everything we do is infused with that. So that's the membership. And then beyond that, we run challenges from time to time. So we've got, you know, there's always either one coming up or we just finished one, you know, one comes down the pike. So, so, you know, people could just pay attention on social, sign up for our email list. And, um, we would love to invite them to a challenge because those are also life changing. And, um, that's usually about a week, you know, worth of time. You come and spend a week with me, like, and, 10,000 of your closest friends and we're going to have a blast. So or, or 30,000, like let's or 30,000 depending. Yeah. Yeah. Her, we've done up to Sarah's cash. Yeah. She's like, so under, underplaying it right now. She's just got like 30,000 people who join yeah. her challenges. So like, let's just like, let's just move on to personal brand. Like who is Sarah Mueller and why are people so obsessed with you? Why? I don't know. I, I don't, I, I really, I don't know. You tell me, I don't know what it is. I, I'm like, is this just me? Right. I mean, I think I've said that to you before. Like you tell me, I do not know. I don't know. I mean, I think I believe in people. I'm not bothered by like the things that they feel like are, are terrible, like flaws. Like I just see, I see beyond that. You know, I just see beauty in everybody, you know, like we have, you know, we have our members and I love all of them to pieces, you know, and the more I get to know them, the more I, I just love them. I don't know. Maybe I just like, love. I don't love everybody. This is, I'm not going to say I love everybody, 
but um, I think the people that I get to know, I just, I just see something in everybody, you know? And also like, I'm so big on, I think one of my personal core behaviors and values is personal responsibility, right? So I'm not going to take on, you know, like I'm, th there's going to be boundaries <laughs> and I'm not gonna, uh, you know, I'm not gonna like let you get away with stuff. So maybe that's the magic combination with me. I don't know. You tell me. You see, there's a lot of question marks here. I just did that for my fun and pleasure. So <laughs> we are working on Sarah Mueller's personal brand now that we've knocked it out of the park with Decluttering Club and she's got that brand scaling, which is exciting. So I'm stoked. Um, what I would love, Sarah, is for you to be able to answer that question in mm. a few months period of time okay, um, with absolute clarity, because I think that it's worthy when you're, when you have a really big mission or a really big calling on your soul, you will often be perplexed by mm. what is it that people find so magnetically attractive mm. about you. And so I'll just share one thing, not just just leave you on the hook like that. I am attracted to the fact that you are very conscientious about your caring. You are very, very conscientious about it. So your love is felt, it's seen, it's vocalized, you're supportive, but you're, it's not all just mush and gush. You're mm -hmm. also not afraid to bring out the like tough, tough love side and be like, let's go and challenge as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm attracted to the both and part that you bring where it's like the tough love. We're, we're very similar. Tough mm -hmm. love intersects with your biggest cheerleader. So. That's what it is for me. And we'll be going on a quest here together to figure out what is it about your audience that like makes them crazy about you, but also so that we can push Sarah Mueller forward, the personal brand. And like I've already said it and I'm declaring it, we will be seeing Sarah Mueller and her products in Target one day. Like she is going to be uh, at the level of Marie Kondo, but in a very uniquely Sarah way. Hmm. And uh, I just can't wait to see that play out. So I'm championing that. I'm pro I'm positively projecting that on you. So um, let's wrap, it up. Let's wrap it up here. What do you, what is one thing that you are stoked about for your brand in 2024? We are going to start doing events. So I don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> I, I have no idea. We don't have, but I want to go out into the world and meet more people. You know, I've been talking to people, you know, we go to business events together and I just, I can't get enough of it. And yeah. so I want to just deepen the relationships that I have with my community, right? My people. And so we're going to do that in the form of like in-person events whatever that looks like. We got more challenges coming down the road. Um, we have, we have a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, it's very exciting. Like just watch out world because we're coming. Watch out world. You heard it here first. Decluttering club events are happening in 2024 with the Sarah Mueller personal brand. Thank you so much for joining me, Sarah. It was amazing having you on the show. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you for having me. Such a pleasure. You.